Let Mummy Talk, episode one. Hey guys, what's happening? My name's Lynn. Hello and welcome to my brand new podcast called Let Mummy Talk. Now, for those who know me already, you will be familiar with the fact that I had a podcast that I launched earlier this year with my best friend and sister, Lana. We decided not to continue with that podcast because my sister wanted to pursue other things. And here I am doing it alone. And it's quite scary. I've got to say, it's very different when you do something on your own, isn't it? And that's the thing. It's often, people often want to do things with someone else to hold their hand because it becomes less daunting. But right now you've got me, the microphone, my porn star martini. Yes, I've poured myself a drink and my candle. But thank you for joining me. And for those who are new here, let me introduce myself so we can get a little bit better acquainted and you feel like you know the person you're listening to. So my name's Lynn, as I said earlier, and I live in London. I'm not originally from London. I am not a Londoner. I'm from the West Country. So I talk a bit more like that when I go back home to my family. But now I've been in London for a number of years. So the accent has kind of died off a little bit. Uh, But you will hear it come out at certain times. Anyway, I'm a mother to two beautiful children, a young boy called Kay, who is five years old, and a daughter called Callie, and she is three years old. And the reason I started this podcast was simply because I feel like I never get to talk. And I know ladies listening, and maybe dads, but I know it's more so an issue that women face. We often feel like when we become mums, we lose our voice, we lose our identity as a whole. And this is why this podcast is so important, not just to me, but to you guys as well as listeners, because it's really, really imperative that we do not lose who we are, the core of who we are. It's very difficult not to when you become a mother because your whole priority, your whole life becomes geared around your children. But at the same time, I'm not being funny. Before being a mum, I was me. I was Lynn, you know, and I need to remember that and find that voice that somehow has become silenced for whatever reason. Find that confidence that has been, I don't know, diminished for whatever reason and just get back on and do my thing. So here we are. So introductions done and I hope that you feel like you know me a little bit better. I love talking. If you haven't guessed already, I love talking and I love helping people and I don't mean that in a sense of I want to heal the world and make it a better place although I would love to but the reality of it is I would not know where to start but what I do want you to understand is I care passionately about people and about feelings and that is why this pod is important to me so that I can through my words through advice through my stories and things that I've been through because in my years I have seen and been through quite a lot to be fair and I reckon if I pass that wisdom slash knowledge slash trauma (laughs) or healing as it may be on it may just help someone so yeah that's why we've got this pod right here my background is very much in broadcasting I moved to London donkeys years ago to study radio broadcasting at university and I've worked in that field for a number of years until recently where I kind of took a bit of a side road off and um lost my way I'll say I will be honest and say I feel like since leaving radio I've lost my way so I guess this podcast is a way of me finding my voice again and thus finding myself again and I hope along the way I help and inspire someone else to find the essence of who they truly are and what makes them truly happy I'm such a soppy cow but it's the truth all right let's move on that's mad emotional I do all that emotional stuff blah 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 so I guess the important question is, what is Let Mummy Talk about? What is this podcast all about? Well, let me tell you, it is about 
anything and everything that's important. And what I mean by that, I get it, I get it, it's subjective. But what I mean by that is relationships, love, happiness, therapy. I always say talking is therapy, right? A problem shared, a problem halved and all that malarkey. But jokes aside, cliches aside, when you talk to someone about whatever it is that's in your head that you're just keeping in your head, do you not feel a bit more light? Do you not feel like, okay, I got off my chest. And if you're talking to the right person about it, you may just get support, help, advice, something that you needed that maybe you didn't even know you needed. And that is why I maintain one of my mottos is talking is therapy. So let's talk. Let's talk. Now, some weeks I will be joined by guests via a link, of course, because we're in a this COVID situation. There ain't no one coming in my studio. And when I say studio, I mean my bedroom because I'm broadcasting in my bedroom with laundry hanging all around me right now. A very glamorous lifestyle. So yeah, some weeks there'll be guests and other weeks it will just be me, myself and I, the microphone and you listening, your lovely listening ears. The podcast is going to be about everything that matters, as I said, from parenthood to lifestyle, love and relationships, health, both mental and physical, culture, and ultimately, and above all else, happiness and positivity. And if you have continued to listen this far, I guess the question is, is this podcast going to be right for you? Are you going to find it engaging? The fact you've got this far is pretty good because all you've got is my voice in your ears. That's, That's pretty impressive. You stuck with me. Thank you. This pod is for anyone and everyone who can relate. Of course, there will be a steer towards the Galdem because I am a gal, in case you hadn't guessed already. But mums, especially mums, dads, girls, friends, anybody who can relate to the things we will discuss. Anyone who needs a boost, laughter, a reminder of how spicy their sauce is. Don't let anybody make you doubt how spicy your sauce is, please. So, episode one what can we talk about before we get into the juicy bits of episode one of let mummy talk and we're obviously doing introductions we're getting to know each other i wanted to let you guys know as well that as i said earlier i have two children now my son has sen now for any parent out there who may be listening or someone who knows of somebody who has sen you will understand that this can be a very challenging a very exhausting (laughs) And a very lonely, very, very lonely place to be. And that, if I'm being completely honest, is also a big part of why this podcast means so much to me. I want to help other people. People who have children with SEN. And for those who don't know, sorry, I'm probably maybe just presuming everyone listening may know what SEN is. Special educational needs. So anyone who has anyone in their life or parents a child with special educational needs or disabilities will understand the struggle is real. And at times it can feel like the weight is too heavy, unbearably heavy. And that is why this pod is also so important. As I said earlier, not just to me, but to you, for you to have more understanding cool (laughs) okay now we can say introductions are well and truly done okay so i sit here recording this pod in my bedroom as i said on a where where are we at on a monday on a monday does anyone ask for like the days are just rolling into one you just don't even know what day it is anymore unless it's a saturday because on saturdays i get a lion my husband lets me lion yay and on sundays he has a lion oh yeah i should have mentioned him earlier i've got a husband he's fantastic yeah i've been married for like a year and a half now together for like seven and a half years married for a year and a half he's amazing yeah why didn't i mention him sooner how rude of me sorry yeah the hubby will be joining some of the pods don't get it twisted you're gonna hear from that man 
He is not as chatty as me, but what he says often has great substance. Sometimes it doesn't. (laughs) Sometimes it's nonsense. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm being rude. It's going to be really, really cool. And thank you for getting this far in the pod. I'm feeling you. I'm loving it. Okay. So as I said, I sit here recording this on a Monday night in my bedroom. Um, I live on a main road. So if you hear any bass lines, it's probably just people outside (laughs) in the queue of traffic, blazing their music in their cars. You may well hear an ambulance. I live near a hospital. There's, There's a lot of background noise that may interrupt this podcast, but if it doesn't, we're doing well, you know? I'm going to keep moving. So I hope you're well. I hope you had a lovely Monday. I hope it was filled with positivity and joy and, and nothing but blessings. So prior to pressing record on this pod, I actually joined a webinar. So an ex-colleague of mine sent me a link to lots of different sessions, I guess, happening for Black History Month. By the way, happy Black History Month. As we know, every day is a day to celebrate Black history, Black excellence. Um, but of course, we get October to really focus on it. Fantastic. Uh, that's a bit of sarcasm in case you didn't detect it. But yeah, either way, there's a lot of uh, great things happening at the moment, especially in light of Black Lives Matter and the movement gaining such momentum and people actually seemingly caring about black lives for possibly the first time ever. And I say seemingly because a lot of people I've got to give side eye to because I'm not really sure how pure their intentions are. But we move. As I said, Black History Month, big up, big up. But today, before jumping on the pod and hitting record, I was actually part of a webinar which was um, put on by a lady who I believe works for Hammersmith and Fulham Council in London. And she's also a part of blackhistorystudies.com. So she put on a webinar which was all about the amazing history of black people in London before 1948. And many of you will know 1948 is significant because it's the year many people from the Caribbean came to England to help fill post-war UK labour shortages. So a lot of people ignorantly and maybe sometimes naively don't recognise that black people had a long history in this country before Windrush Generation. And that's what today was about. It was about highlighting some of the key black figures who have done amazing things in this country So we learned about Ignatius Sancho, a black writer and composer who was incredible and achieved phenomenal success in what was then, and for many still is, a racist Britain. And he was also the first Briton of African heritage to have voted in the 18th century general election. And then there was the likes of Adelaide Hall, an American-born but UK-raised jazz musician who was incredibly successful and at one point was dubbed to be one of the richest people in Britain black lady let us note she was a black lady what a queen our history is mad rich mad deep and it needs to be taught and shared but that being said it was a brilliant webinar like i had my children in the background shouting and making a lot of noise but i still managed to get a really really good grasp of what was being said i wrote my notes down to do further reading because i'm all about further reading So for those who are interested in learning more and maybe want to have a little check for yourselves, because I believe what they do is free. It would be amazing if you could donate. I intend to donate to their website because they do a lot of research work on black history and putting together webinars, seminars, outings, workshops for not just adults, but also for young people to learn the true history. They are doing the important work and I think they're amazing, to be quite honest with you. It's blackhistorystudies.com. If you want to check it out, please do and pass it on. So on the weekend, I chose to watch 12 Years a Slave, right? And I've seen it before, but I haven't seen it for a number of years. And for anyone who's seen that movie, you'll know how triggering, how heartbreaking, how 
gut-wrenching and how angry it is it, it will make you feel it's it, oh my gosh there's a reason why I purposely stay away from watching certain types of movie or series or consuming certain media there's days where I literally have to block it all out because my mental health and my vibe afterwards is just off it just affects me in ways I can't describe like to see my people treated the way in which they were because of something that we can't control like what it doesn't make any sense it it, it, ah it bores my blood so I watched it and I felt my eyes welling up at certain parts oh gosh you know you just we moan in this life in this day and age we moan a lot about things that don't matter if you think about how hard life would have been for people back then how hard it would have been for black people let me be more specific for black people back then to exist to hold on to faith and belief that goodness was going to come that days would improve when day in day out they suffered rape abuse torture lashings murder it's a lot and if you're listening to this as a person who's never watched 12 years a slave i would advise you to watch it not because that's all our history is about but because it's an important part of history that cannot and should never be erased never ever be erased so yeah i'm getting myself worked up here so let me let me change the subject real quick i need to do positivity those who know me will know very well I am a positive person I'm a real person but at the same time I always try and look at things from a positive angle because that is what it's about ultimately you've got to be positive you have to be there's too much in the world to be down in the dumps about we got to keep our heads up we have to all right so on that note I started a new series on my Instagram yeah so like a like a content series I started it last week and it's called Black, British and Bloody Brilliant. And each week what I've said is I'm going to highlight some key figures from Britain, black figures from Britain who have done or who are doing incredible things. Just people who are like literally leading the way, opening doors. And if you don't know these people that I mention, I really recommend you do a bit of further reading to yourself understand the contributions they have made or are currently making to society to the world in their fields so i kicked off last week with tv and i made it specifically about black women in british television broadcasting be they past or present so let's get into it black british and bloody brilliant number one okay so first up for those who don't know the first black woman to ever appear on British television in a non-entertainment capacity, not dancing, not entertaining, but journalism, was a lady named Barbara Blake Hanna. She's of Jamaican heritage. She came over to England to be an extra in a movie over here and then found herself working in journalism on British television. Now, it wasn't her first time working in journalism. She did her fair share of stuff in Jamaica but over here on British soil she was the first black woman to appear on the television screen and you got to take note this was in 1968 imagine imagine the level of racism and for some of you listening you may not have to imagine it because you may well remember it very very well so Barbara was on telly for nine months before she was sacked and sacked with no explanation Okay, it's just a dismissal, we've got to let you go. And then her producer confided in her and told her the real reason was because every single day there were a number of people calling up to the TV station to say, get that 
bleep, off the TV. We don't want to see her on our TV screen. And of course, the views of the racist public were far more important than allowing a woman who happened to have black skin do what she loved to do, to broadcast and do journalism on British television. Disgusted. Absolutely disgusted. But it's really important to note the work, the efforts, the contribution of Barbara Blake Hanna, because without her, you have to really question whether there would have been a Moira Stewart. Moira, right? I'm showing my age now, but I remember Moira Stewart when I was younger. She was always the black woman that I saw on telly doing the news. The only black face, by the way, of course, but I just remember her. And I thought she was the first black woman on telly, but she wasn't. Barbara was. So we have to really recognise what this woman went through to ensure others could walk after her and do what they're doing to this day. Two. Okay, so next up on my list of black, British and bloody brilliant women is June Sarpong. Now, I don't know, again, showing my age here, but I don't care. There used to be a show on Channel 4 called T4 and June was one of the main presenters and oh my gosh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it because for once I got to see a lady who looked like me, big lips, lip gloss, dark skin, on telly, presenting. It was amazing. It, it, I know for anyone who's maybe obviously a lot younger than me or doesn't know of how it was in those times, it's probably going to feel like, okay, big deal, there was a black woman on TV, but no, deep this really, it was a big deal. It was a huge deal back then. Not only is June Sarpong OBE a broadcaster, presenter and author, she was also recently, as of 2019, appointed as the BBC's first ever Director of Creative Diversity. And I really hope she can continue to bring change and to have authority over key decisions being made at the BBC. So June started out her career on KISS, KISS 100, KISS FM, uh, in the early 90s, went on to MTV, and like I said, T4 in the early 2000s, and has since written two books about diversity and women. Three. Up next is Charlene White, who I sh- I'm sure anybody who lives in the UK, they will know who Charlene White is, British journalist and newsreader, one of the main anchors on ITV News, and just absolutely, never mind opening doors, she's knocking them down. She's just smashing it in every sense. And she recently, when I say recently, I literally mean last weekend, started a brand new show aimed at children, teaching them all about diversity, race, racism, and Black Lives Matter. And oh my gosh, to say I was gassed would be an understatement. She's doing amazing things and she has been. She's been doing amazing things for a long time ago. So she's features on ITN and Loose Women. She's the first black woman to present news at 10. And she started on Radio 1's Newsbeat and BBC Radio 1 Extra. And she joined the Loose Women panel in 2020. Charlene White, you are black, obviously, British, and you're bloody brilliant, love. Four. Number four, Trisha Goddard. Now, many of you, especially my OGs, will know about Trisha. I'm not being funny, but was your day even complete if you didn't watch Trisha in the mornings? Come on. TV presenter Trisha Goddard started out as an air stewardess. She moved to Australia in the 80s and started a new career in TV and then she hosted this is what I'm talking about she hosted an ITV flagship you know let's not undermine let's not downplay how huge that is she had a 
flagship show on telly. What year was it? What year was Trisha on? Must have been like the 90s, early 2000s. I can't remember now. Maybe late 90s, early 2000s. But I just remember every day I would get up and be doing my thing as a child and I'd see Trisha on my telly. Big ups to Trisha. And also why I love Trisha, she's also a mental health activist. It's well documented. She's had her own mental health problems and she's now an activist for it. So big up Trisha, she's inspired a host of other black women. I cannot leave out my girl, Miss Clara Ampho. So if that name's not familiar to you, Clara started off as a presenter on KISS again. A lot of people start out on KISS, don't they? But she's a radio DJ and a TV presenter. She started out on KISS FM and presented on BBC One Extra and now she's on Radio One. She hosted MTV's official UK chart show as well as the official chart update and oh my gosh she's unapologetically black and proud and it was recently announced she's going to be a contestant on Strictly Come Dancing that's a boss move and I'll tell you what I've got a really special place in my heart for Clara because many moons ago like I said to you I started off doing radio myself like radio DJing and presenting and many moons ago when Clara was still at Kiss Kiss did a competition which was what was it called kiss next presenter i don't know maybe it's not that but it was looking for the next presenter for kiss right and they launched this competition up and down i think it was up and down in the uk or was it just london i don't know i'm getting old i can't remember but either way i remember my me and my good friend who was also my co-presenter at the time we went down to a shopping center where they were doing these like live auditions on the spot and we went to audition for it it was such a great experience and we met clara that's the point I'm getting to. We met Clara, who worked the kiss at the time, and she was so bloody lovely. Like, honestly, you know, you can just tell somebody's really praying. Somebody's really wanting you to win. You could just tell she was backing us to win. She came over, gave us advice. We didn't get through, but either way, she came and gave us advice. She praised us. She gave us... Com- she was just incredible. And what two young girls at that time needed to give us that little confidence boost. She saw what I mean? Like... And that's why Clara will always have a special place in my heart because not only is she smashing it at the moment, she also is opening doors and encouraging and speaking out. Like she's someone that uses her platform to speak out on what's important. So yeah, those are my five black, British and bloody brilliant ladies. That was a lot of talking. Well, child, let me have a little sip of my porn star. A little bit of ASMR for your listening pleasure. (laughs) Okay. Right, so for those who don't know, this week Saturday, the 10th of October, is World Mental Health Day. And it's a day to really acknowledge how you're doing mentally. Like, we often, we often remember to take care of our physical health, whether it's gym or whatever it may be to try and get in shape and look good. But the reality of it is, many people neglect their mental health. When you get to the depths of what you actually feel, not surface level, are you happy? When you're alone, what are you thinking about? (laughs) I don't expect you to tweet me and tell me these things, but I'm just saying, like, ask yourself the questions. And it's a question we all need to ask ourselves because many of us are continuing, going through the motions, getting through the routine of the day, the grind, the kids, whatever it might be, the work, the job, blah, blah, blah. But we don't actually stop to think about our mental health. Are we actually okay? Are we coping? Are we thriving, not just surviving? 
And the theme this year for World Mental Health Day is mental health for all. And it's funny because if I asked you, what is mental health? What is good mental health? What does it mean? I probably would get an array of answers from feeling happy, feeling stable. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like feeling okay, not feeling suicidal, but it's actually deeper than that. I've actually got a breakdown here from mentalhealth.org.uk. Now it says good mental health is characterised by a person's ability to fulfil a number of key functions and activities, including the ability to learn, the ability to feel, express and manage a range of positive and negative emotions, the ability to form and maintain good relationships with others and the ability to cope with and manage change and uncertainty. That covers a lot. I don't want to go too deep here, but at the same time, I just recognise from myself, because <laughs> I just get on with it. I am super mum. I am super wife. And sometimes I sit down and I'm just like, I'm not actually okay. I'm not actually coping too well right now. I'm not actually that happy either. And it's always the thing when you are the strong, bubbly, lively life and soul of the party, it's expected that you're just okay. And often we're not. It's quite a lot to take on the role of all of those things. The confidant, the friend who you can talk to and offload your shit to and your friend who will advise you. And I do give amazing advice if I say so myself. But sometimes, yeah, I am just tired. Sometimes I don't have the energy to take on anything more than what I already have, which is why I will mute all socials. I don't want to hear about the bad news. And it's not because I'm closing my eyes to it. It's just that I can't, I, I can't deal with it. So back to the subject. I went off on a tangent again. World Mental Health Day. What are you doing? What things do you do to ensure that your mental health is in check, is taken care of, is in a good place? I want to offer you some suggestions of things you could do. What I may suggest to someone will simply not work for another person. If you have no grandparents nearby, you can watch them for an hour or two so you can go and have a break or have a light in of course it won't work but what you've got to do is do everything in your power to carve out a little bit of time for you to think about you to work on you to deal with you and what's in your mind and I'm no therapist I'm not I'm not even trying to be but what I am saying to you is look after yourself and in a selfish way look after number one before anyone else because ultimately yes of course the children are important but if you're not okay how are they going to be okay? Because you take care of them. So you have to, have to, have to. This is something I'm learning myself, if I'm being honest, because I'm, I'm doing a really good job of preaching right now. However, in reality, I'm always putting the children first. And then sometimes I get burnout and I go really, really flat because I'm just so exhausted from it all. And my phone will ring and I will straight up ignore it. I don't want to talk to anyone. I just want to be on my own with my own thoughts and just be chill because... I've been in demand all day and I just need a moment to breathe right now. You know what I mean? I know someone listening is relating to this and they're probably nodding their head like, yep, I feel you because it, it just gets, it gets a lot. You know, it gets like that. It gets a lot sometimes. Okay, so here are some tips I want to share in terms of how you can look after your mental health and ensure that you're doing okay. Genuinely happy, not surface level happy, not, yeah, I'm good, ta, but genuinely doing well. All right, first up, talk about your feelings. It's so important. Just talk, just talk, just talk. Talk to your boyfriend, talk to your best friend, talk to your mum, talk to someone. And if you have no, talk to your cat. Say what? 
Are you kidding me? No, don't talk to your cat. Don't talk to your cat. That might be a bit nuts. Don't talk to your cat. But if you have no one, there are organisations, charities out there set up to help people who are struggling with their mental health and need help. They need support. That's what they're there for. There's no shame in it. Trust me, you've got to do what's right for you. The Samaritans, talk to crisis, talk to rethink mental illness, talk to mind. There are so many different charities. A simple Google will give you all of their contact details. All right, another one would be to keep active. You have to keep active. Like there are days when I have so much things I want to do on my to-do list. Like I always have a constant to-do list, whether it's mental or written down, there's always a million things that I've got to do. The mental load is mad. However, the last couple of days, I've chosen to do nothing but exercise. I've purposely chosen to prioritise doing a workout on YouTube, in my living room, because for me, I feel good afterwards. And sometimes that's what you need. It's not even about socials. It's not even about to-do lists or shopping or whatever, or mum stuff or laundry. It's just about you. Do exercise, release them hormones, get that happy vibe going. Feel good. You feel energised. Like, yeah, I burnt a couple calories. Yeah. It's a nice feeling. Do you know what I mean? And it's really closely linked to mental health. Physical health and mental health are like cousins, like first cousins. And on the subject of health, like eating is important as well. Like many people don't place enough emphasis on how important the diet is. The diet is super important to how you're feeling. And I'm no nutritionist, so I'm not going to preach on about it. But I am going to say like, just eat your greens, man. Eat your, yeah, fast food and all that stuff is great. It tastes great on, on the day and look at chow mein, look at burger, pizza, all them things there. However, you eat it, it tastes good. And then you just feel like crap afterwards. You feel all bloated, large, and you're just farting. Or maybe that's just a me problem, but pure farting afterwards. You know what I mean? Like, just no. Go eat some spinach, babes. Eat some spinach. Do yourself a nice little prawn stir fry. Yes. Another thing I would say is to keep in touch with people. Because there are times, right, when I I, I don't make any secret of it. Sometimes I ignore people's calls. I, I'm not going to pretend. I do. If I've had a full-on day with my children and I'm all talked out, all energised out, all peopled out and my phone rings I'm sorry uh, nah I don't think I'm answering that right now I need to do me I need to just have a bit of serenity just I just need I just, I just need some silence okay a bit of me time a bit of time to re-energize to recharge sometimes to stare at the blank wall and just daydream that helps me I'm not even joking like doing that in itself just to stare at the wall and have nobody shouting at me, throwing things at me, climbing on me, demanding my attention. However, on the flip side, I also acknowledge and would urge you to acknowledge how important it is to talk. It's important to talk. And there are times when I don't necessarily feel like talking. I don't feel like going out to see such and such person. Like I might have something arranged, like a date night arranged. And then it comes to the day and I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered. I'm so tired. I want to just stay in the house and like lay down. But I push myself to go because I hate flopping on my friends. And when I go, oh my gosh, the happy hormones are just jumping around my body. Because it's so important. It's so important. We undermine how important being with good people, good friends, laughing, eating good food, and just having a blooming good time, chatting away, how important that is for our self-esteem. I don't know, it gives you a boost. So I would urge you to... If you're feeling like oh, a little bit in a lost place, reach out to someone. And if that person doesn't answer the phone, drop them a message and just be like, hey, could you talk? I just really would like to talk to somebody right now because it's important. 
I really, I put a lot of emphasis on that one. I have some really good friends, so maybe it's just my friends are amazing and they can lift me out of my funky moods. Or maybe it's just the science behind it is true. Talking is good for you. Tell us more, mummy. Take breaks because a change of scenery or a change in what you're doing is super important when you're feeling a certain type of way. Because I remember during the first lockdown come March and the kids' schools closed and all that stuff, whoo, child, that was challenging. I think any parent can relate. Everybody had their own struggles, but especially if you have children in the house and you are now teacher, chef, wife, mum, punch bag. Oh, mate, it was a lot. It was so much. And there were days when I couldn't homeschool. Some days I was like super, super on point with my teaching. And other days I physically couldn't. I'm just like, I can't, I cannot today. I just cannot. So I would take the children and we would just go on a random walk or to the park and pick flowers. And honestly, it wasn't as good as being on the beach in Jamaica. However, it helped. It helped me to get out of this confined space that we live in. I always say being around nature is really good for you. And I maintain that because the greenery just does something to your soul. It just lifts you. So yeah, man, sorry, I'm just going off on a tangent yet again. So I would say get out of the house and go for a walk, be around greenery, go to your local park. Do you know what I mean? Go and sit by the lake and just stare, stare out at the water and just be. And another one. Do what you love. Do what makes you happy. So if there's something you're good at, something you love to do, whether it be cooking, whether it be drawing, whether it be colouring, like adult colouring books are a vibe. They are a whole flipping mood. Get yourself an adult colouring book because you know what? There is science behind it to prove that art is therapeutic, which is why you have art therapy. So do some art, get crafty, use your hands, use some scissors and some, some glue, make something, DJ, listen to music, whatever it is, that makes you happy that like you're good at. Put together a playlist of wicked songs. That all, do you know what I mean? Just find what it is that sends you to your happy place and go there. Go there with pace and stay there for as long as you can. Do it, do it, do it. And do it as much as you can. The final thing I would say on your mental health and what you can do to ensure that you're in a good place this weekend and really feed into positive mental well-being would be to really appreciate and accept who you are and it might sound really patronizing and really obvious but the reason i say it is because we know how it bees with social media we know how it bees we are constantly whether we mean to or not comparing ourselves staring at the squares on someone's grid wishing we had more of this or less of that or a little bit of what they've got when really and truly bruv like no one is presenting the bad stuff all the time so it's a very very selected very hand-picked, edited, filtered bunch of BS on most people's timelines that they want to present to the world. So don't compare yourself to it. This is something I'm working on myself because I found myself more than ever recently, maybe because of quarantine, I don't know, but I found myself staring into the screen of my phone and just longing for things that other people have got. And I've got a good life. I've got so many blessings and I acknowledge that. It it gets you feeling like that sometimes. Like what you've got, what you offer isn't quite good enough. You know what I mean? It's mad. It's mad. Social media is a dangerous place. It's fantastic for many reasons, but it's also a dangerous place to exist. So just be careful. 
exercise a lot of caution when you use those platforms and just try and acknowledge the beauty that you have inside and out and what you contribute to the world. Just know that you're the boss. You there, bitch? Okay, you're not a bitch, but do you know what I mean? On that note, I'm actually going to go now. I'm going to say, if you have come this far, thank you so much for listening to episode one of Let Mummy Talk. I might just call it LMT because Let Mummy Talk is a bit long to say every single time. Hey, and welcome to LMT, Let Mummy Talk. Yeah, I think I might shorten it. We'll see. Anyway, if you came this far, you were G, G, G. And you're in my crew. And thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an amazing week. And I'll catch you again, same time, same place next week. Don't forget, if you did enjoy it, please do leave a review on whatever platform you are listening to this podcast on, all right? Blessings, gratitude, and a whole lot of love to you guys. Listen up. This bit's important. Always be kind, show some love, and get rest.